Hi, I'm Bob Sewell. I'm a lawyer. In fact, I'm a partner at the law firm of Davis Miles McGuire Gardner. I started this podcast because my clients always ask me, is that even legal? I want to discuss on this podcast how the law affects us and changes our daily lives. I hope you enjoy the show. I hope it is meaningful to you and I hope you learn from it. Thank you. Today on the show, we have Kelly White. Kelly White is a partner at the CPA firm of Schmidt Westergaard. Kelly is an interesting person. She's a personal friend of mine. She has a Juris Doctorate degree. In other words, she has that law degree that I also have and everyone who comes on the show. But she also has an LLM in taxation. And what that means is she has a master's in tax. And that makes her pretty unique in the industry of taxation. Not a lot of people have those qualifications. Kelly, thanks for coming on and sharing your knowledge with us. Bob, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. As I said, we're personal friends. We've worked on projects together. Um, We're in professional associations together. And so I'm really excited to have you share your knowledge. I know you're super knowledgeable. And so um, my listenership will also find this interesting too. Um, one of the things I've been thinking about is all the changes that we have had because of COVID, all those things in our life. For example, I'm working from home a lot more. And so that means I have a portion of my house dedicated to my home office. I also, I'm running the air conditioner a lot more because I'm at home doing my work in my home office. I upgraded my internet. I now pay twice as much as I used to because I need a faster internet connection. Um, I, you know, I had to buy equipment and supplies. I'm not alone. A lot of people are in this situation. And this was something we didn't plan and expect. And frankly, it's costing us a lot of money. Is there something out there that would allow me or others just like me in my position to deduct those home office expenses. Is it even legal? Can I do that? Can I take my home office expenses and deduct them because of COVID? That's a great question, Bob. And I'm in the same boat with you working here at home. So, and unfortunately the answer is one that, you know, all too often we hear, but, The answer is it depends. It really does depend upon your work arrangement as to whether you can deduct those for income tax purposes. If you're a W-2 employee of your company, unfortunately, there is no longer a out-of-pocket, unreimbursed employee business expense deduction available. And that was a change that started in 2018. And these kinds of expenses that you're talking about, the home office, the increased cell phone, the internet, those are the types of expenses that used to be deductible uh, prior to 2018 as these unreimbursed out-of-pocket employee expenses. However, if someone is an independent contractor, they're getting a 1099 instead of a W-2. If they're operating their own uh, Schedule C business, then those expenses are for sure deductible. 
Um, and then the, another category that's potentially deductible would be for partners in partnerships or members of LLCs. If they're getting allocated self-employment income on their, on their Schedule K-1s, th those could also be deductible. But for most people, because most people are W-2 wage earners, it's unfortunately not deductible anymore. And a W-2 wage earner is just your regular average employee. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. They get a W-2 every year that they report their income and their withholding. Correct. That doesn't seem fair. I mean, we all have these extra expenses. What happened in 2018? What changed? Back in 2017, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act eliminated itemized deductions, and these types of unreimbursed employee expenses were in that bucket of itemized expenses that were eliminated starting in 2018 through 2025. Now, they potentially could come back in 2026 if we don't have further tax law changes, but that's probably unlikely as well that we'd see those back. We'll have to wait and see. Um, one thing to think about, though, we've had a lot of tax changes and other legal changes because of COVID, COVID starting in March. And so we still have a couple months left of 2020. There's potential that there could be other legislation that gives some relief to these, um, you know, wage earners, normal W-2 wage earners that have incurred significant expenses working from home. We'll just have to wait and see. Interesting. I find it interesting that, you know, that back in 2017, they were, the tax code was probably a little bit more planned for a situation like this than it is now. Um, man, I really wish that was back in our bucket of possible deductions. It really would help a lot of people, but it's not. Yeah. Unfortunately, we probably would have never foreseen we'd be in this scenario just a few years later right? No one could have foreseen that we are where we are. It's yeah. <laughs> 2020. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. What about IRAs and 401ks? What should I be looking forward to and planning because of COVID? Great question, Bob. There's a couple of, uh, you know, tax favorable positions here that people can be thinking about that that could be beneficial to them. The first related to uh, retirement plans, so 401k, IRAs, if people are needing some extra liquidity, maybe, you know, they were laid off or furloughed or um, hours cut back and they need some extra money to get them through the rest of 2020, they can take a distribution from their retirement account even if they're not 59 and a half years old. That's the normal age that you have to be to take a a distribution. And normally, if you take a distribution before that age of 59 and a half, there's an additional penalty, a 10% penalty for taking your retirement distribution early. But in 2020, uh, they passed legislation related to COVID. There are a couple hoops you have to qualify for to, to get the special treatment, but you can basically eliminate that 10% penalty. The distribution would still be subject to income tax like any retirement distributions are. However, you wouldn't be subject to the 10% penalty. Also, if you have the ability to pay back that distribution in the next three years, 
then you could get a refund on any income tax that was paid on it. And there are limits. It's up to the up to $100,000 in the account that you can take a distribution on. And you can take that distribution uh, all the way up till December 30th of 2020 if needed. And then um, one other provision, it's related to 401ks. IRAs won't qualify for this one, but someone could also take a loan out of their 401k also up to $100,000, that must be taken by September 22nd though. And that would uh, be repaid over six years back to the retirement account. So those are two different provisions that um, have some flexibility there to maybe give some liquidity now with the hopes of being able to pay it back. Uh, in the future, or just know that there would be income tax on those distributions if they went that route. Now, when I take that loan, and I will be paying back with interest to myself, right? Correct. Yes. And both of these, the dis- both the distribution and the, the loan, um, you would have to see your plan administrator and make sure that Um, you meet the qualifications and that your plan has allowed for these changes. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. There's something else I want to talk about. There was an executive order relatively recently by Trump and was talking about the employee side of tax. You know, that little employee portion that the, that the employee pays in, in their, their paycheck. Can you tell me what that executive order did? Definitely. So what President Trump said through his executive order is that starting September 1st and through the rest of the year, that W-2 wage earning employees would have to pay their share of the payroll tax. It's about 6%, a little bit more. Um, and have that immediately withheld out of their paycheck. The issue is, is that this was just a deferral of that tax. The way that it's written, employees would still owe that in the future, in 2021. It's just that they don't have to have it withheld from their paychecks now. And so that could help with immediate cash flow needs, but knowing that Mentally, they need to set aside that money or some other source of funds in the future when that does need to be repaid. Uh, I think that he had also included something in there that maybe get credited or forgiven, but a lot of commentators think that that's probably not likely going to happen. So again, and uh, that's really the employees are at the mercy of what their employers are going to do with respect to this. So really, if an employee is concerned about it on either side, maybe they don't want it withheld because they know they need to uh, spend that money now, or maybe they do still want to have it withheld because they'd rather just kind of pay it in now than pay it later. They need to be asking their their employer, how they're going to treat this executive order and if they're going to make any changes to their uh, employee side of the withholding. That sounds like a really important conversation to have because I know a lot of people when they do their withholdings, they want to have no tax owed at the end of the year. They want to have as much money 
withheld um, that as, as necessary, but they don't want to get a big refund and they don't want to owe anything either. That, that cutting the check at the end of the year, at the, excuse me, cutting the check on um, April 15th is a painful experience for a lot of people. And on the other hand, when they get a big refund check, they're like, I shouldn't have been, been giving all that money to the government in the meantime. Yeah. So that's a really important conversation because they still owe that money, even though Trump says you don't have to pay it right now. That's right. Yeah. So again, you're right. They need to have that conversation with their employer and they need to be monitoring their pay stubs to see, is it still being withheld or has it stopped and really raise those questions um, with their employer to make sure they understand the situation that they're in. And that's only for the federal side. That's not necessarily for any state withholdings, right? Correct. You're absolutely correct. Yep. That's just the federal. What should I be doing? I mean, it seems a little early for tax planning, but on the other hand, this is not a normal year. What should I be doing if I think I'm going to have an issue come next year in the spring? Yeah, you're right. Um, it's never too early to do tax planning. So really thinking about uh, where you are for the year, whether income has dropped, that usually means your tax liability is going to drop. And so maybe, you know, having an idea of what that's going to look like for the year might help uh, over the next couple of months with cash flow planning and understanding how much uh, your tax liability is going to be. The other thing is, like I said, we still have a couple months left of 2020 that we could have more changes coming down the pike that we don't even know about. And so keeping sort of the finger on the pulse of what's happening, making sure that if you have a tax preparer, you're having these dialogue with your tax preparer to understand what your 2020 return is going to look like. If you have W-2 wages, understanding whether they your employer's withholding or not withholding this payroll tax starting on September 1st. If you're an independent contractor, really, or a Schedule C self-employed person, really making sure that you're collecting all of these additional expenses that we've incurred in 2020 because of working from home and, and, and those, those types of expenses you're you identified earlier, um, you know, the increase in cell phone usage and internet, all of, all of these things. Start gathering that information now so that you're ready for 2020 tax return preparation. Excellent. Kelly, thanks for coming on, sharing your knowledge with us, talking about tax. I really appreciate it. If someone wanted to get a hold of you for a tax-related issue, how would they do that? Thanks, Bob. It's been a pleasure being on your podcast today. They can um, look up our firm on the internet, Schmidt Westergaard. It's www.sw-cpa.com. Also, just call at the office, 480-834-6030. Thanks, Bob. Hey, thanks for coming on. Folks, thank you for listening. This has been the podcast, Is That Even Legal? A discussion of what's legal. Just as a reminder, this is not legal advice for you. This is general information. It's meant to be educational. If you have specific legal needs, 
Don't be afraid to reach out to an attorney to get good legal advice. Attorneys are lovable. They're fun. They want to hear from you. See you next time. Thank you.